I have sensitive ears. Mas café. Mas café. <laughs> East Coast, West Coast. <laughs> Texas toast. Well, we don't got Starbucks today. Yeah, we have this array of um, energy drinks here. You know, we don't want to be stigmatized by one specific drink on the podcast. Yeah. Because then people could use it as material for letter- later. We got to mix it up. We got to mix it up a little bit. So right now we got Red Bulls. <laughs> And um, Crimson Calves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have, let's see, the Peach Edition. We have the Sugar Free Edition. What's the one you were saying? This is Red Bull Cola. Red Bull Cola. This is uh, <clears throat> it's organic. limited edition organic Red, Red Bull, Bull Cola. Cola. Yeah. Hmm. It's even matted. Yeah. It's high yeah. quality. It's an elite product. <laughs> 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 Only elites drink it. Yeah. I don't want this. I just want like the Clinton. <laughs> Mascafe. You gotta shake it. How come when Ulysses put said Mascafe on the video, he sounded like he was just kind of sad and old? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like, like a street vendor. He, yeah, he was gonna sell coffee. <laughs> Mascafe. Like he was begging for money on the off the freeway or something. Anyways, that was a that was a good uh, little impersonation of Pastor Shelley. Or from Pastor Shelley about us. Yeah, it's because he has a lot of material to work with. Of we, course. We yeah. have personalities. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's easy to copy yeah. uh, good, funny personalities. Yeah. But there is one that I just don't agree with still. Now, I agree with the impersonation he made of me. It's pretty accurate. The one he made about Ulysses, Mascafe. You say anything in Spanish, is basically accurate if you're trying yeah. to portray Ulysses, yeah. right? <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> um Ray, of course, the Sod Slayer. Oh, yeah. Ray J with all Yellow the guns. Ray J. That was definitely Ray. You East Coast, West Coast. <laughs> I don't know why they all sound like they're like losing their voice or something like that. <laughs> East Coast, West Coast. Okay. It, it was actually him losing his voice because he had to do it over and over again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> There's only one that I didn't agree with, and that was you. Because um, you remember the one that where he's like in the tank top? Yeah. That's the only one that's not only is, is it not accurate, it's actually inappropriate if you yeah. think about it. Yeah. Because of the fact that no one in our church is that out of shape. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that one's supposed to be you. It is supposed to be. Because he said hella uh, tight. Hella tight. And you say, say hella. I say hella a lot, apparently. Yes. But I think it was. I think that person was like a conglomerate of many people yeah. in our church or on the podcast or something. Yeah. So he's actually going to be in the podcast when he uh, flies down. He's going to be preaching for us. Uh, in a couple of weeks. He's going to be on the Rod of Iron? He's going to be on the Rod of Iron podcast. Interesting. Oh, snap. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, very interesting. <laughs> so he's going to be preaching for us, and then also he's going to be on the podcast on that that week. So uh, we'll probably talk about Texas or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Texas <laughs> Texas versus California. Texas versus... Oh, we should call it that. Texas versus... Hey, if you have an idea, a good idea of what we should name or what we should talk about on that podcast, make sure you put it in the comment section below. Welcome to the Rod of Iron Podcast, Fundamental Baptist, breaking down discussions, dogma, and daily events. I am your host, Pastor Bruce Mejia of First Works Baptist Church. Welcome to Season 3 of the Rod of Iron. And I'm joined by the fundamentalists in our church, Brother Adam Kanzari, Brother Marco Sanchez. And then we have at the board, <laughs> Brother Ulysses Hernandez. What are you doing? El Protección. <laughs> you check the cameras? You check the cameras. <laughs> you check the cameras. <laughs> you check the cameras. You got this camera <laughs> at the board, bro. Are they you, good you, or what? You, 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 you leases. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Oh, okay. You check the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we're going. We're getting into episode two tonight, and we're going to be talking about just like an array of different topics. Uh, it's good to have the men back. You guys have been a while for for been away for a while. More than a year, yeah. I think. Actually, he. 
No, it hasn't. It hasn't been more no. Than a year. Okay. No, uh, it's been a couple of months actually, though, because we 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 started we finished season two, um, maybe like in October or November, mm. and then after that we just didn't film any episodes, and then we had Pastor Anderson on for season three, episode one, and so now we're back. So we're going to be discussing a couple things. We're going to be talking about possibly Trudeau and Canada <laughs> and uh, the. Um, the trucker stuff going the on. The trucker stuff going on there, along with m- the supposed martial law that's taking place, right? Yeah. Not supposed. Apparently, it is taking place. Yeah. yeah. And then we might get into cancel culture of Joe Rogan and what's going on with that. Obviously, we don't agree with Joe Rogan, but you know, I, I more so don't agree with cancel culture just in general. So we're going to talk about that. And we might get into a little bit of doctrine. We might even talk about doctrine first. I want to talk about a couple things that I've been preaching about. And uh, just get into some some speculations of God's word and, and some of the things that we've been covering over the last couple of weeks. And so we're looking forward to a great episode, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. You guys ready to get started? Let's do it. I do kind of want to condense it, but essentially what's going on there is in 2014, Ukraine had a revolution that switched the, the government there from being pro-Russia to pro-West like West and pro-NATO and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Russia obviously didn't like that because if NATO's right on its border, they border each other. That's not good for Russia, right, for security reasons. So Russia annexed Crimea, which is, a, which is like the biggest port in that region. And sta- things were like on and off for eight years until now where – talks about Ukraine joining NATO again came up and, and there's like sort of like a genocide against Russian people in Ukraine. Um, and there's like being, they're being oppressed and stuff like that. So that's why you heard in the news recently, like Biden thinks Putin was going to invade any day. Now it's going to invade any day now. And then yesterday or before yesterday, he, he, Putin did the super long speech to, it's like basically like the state of the union where he talked about how, like, Ukraine is not a real nation. It's, like, a fake nation created by, like, Lenin and, like, communists and stuff like this. And that if Ukraine wants real decommunization, he'll show them what that means. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So This guy's bold. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's a pretty, like, if you go read the transcript of, like, what he talked about, it's, like, probably, like, one of the most, like... Inspiring. uh, Inspiring. (laughs) No. It's probably one of the most intimidating speeches of, like, the 21st century. And... At the end of it, he recognizes two of these like separatist regions in mm-hmm. Ukraine, and immediately is followed by an invasion, or is more more so. He said a peacekeeping mission. So how is that going as of now? The invasion. It, ha- it happened yesterday. So um, developing story, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I know a lot of people when they hear things like that, they're like, "Oh man, is this World War Three?" Yeah. Right, and they'll specifically. World War Three was trending on Twitter. <laughs> so, oh yeah. yeah, see, I, yeah. obviously you had yeah. to. Be. It's like the beginning of every year. Yeah, especially yeah. like during COVID. Yeah, like World War Three was with what, Iraq or Iran. Iran. Yeah. yeah. Well, too, I think a lot of times, especially like with those who adhere to like the pre-tribulation rapture, mm-hmm. um, they'll often um, interpret the Book of Daniel 
specifically chapter 11, I believe, as the king of the north referring to Russia. Yeah. And I think it's because, I, uh, quote me, or let me know if I'm wrong, but I think the Left Behind series has the king of the north being Russia invading. Mm-hmm. And so oh. I think that's, that's like a major, major narrative that's pushed by the pre-tribulation crowd. Well, isn't... Um, Whereas the king of the north in the Bible is just the king of the north. There is no king of the north that's going to invade anything yeah. in the end times that will kick off the Well, there's the no kings. There's no kings, yeah, exactly. yeah. emperors, anything yeah. now. Right, Putin is not a king. He's just a president or a prime yeah. And minister. people will just make the argument it's like, well, it's referring to some sort of magistrate. Right. It's referring to some sort of leader. Yeah. Um, that's gonna kick off the war or whatever. But at the end of the day, going back to what we've talked about billions of times on the podcast, is we won't know that we're in the tribulation until the abomination of desolation is set up. Yeah. Because people said a couple years ago in 2020 that when the coronavirus was rolled out, that was potentially the beginning of the tribulation. Yeah. And the reason they said that is because Revelation 6 verse 1 talks about, you know, the the first seal being open and then you have the antichrist sitting on the white horse and he's given a crown, he's going forth conquering and to conquer. Yeah. So he's given a crown. You have the coronavirus, <laughs> which corona means crown, he's given a crown, you get it? And, you know, according to that interpretation, we should be in the third year of the tribulation at this yeah. point, at the beginning of sorrows. Yeah. You know, but uh, I mean, over the last three years, I mean, I'm not saying we've been whining and dining, but it hasn't been, you know, um, a measure of wheat for a penny and three measures of barley for it's, a penny it's been and see that hurt not the oil and the wine. It's been annoying. It's been yeah. inconvenient, but it's like. Nowhere near. Yeah. We should be getting raptured th- any time now. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we're, we're okay, like so three we're, and a half months in. No. Yeah. That's a yeah. thing with a lot of like, uh, I guess, pre-tribbers or, or like it, the rapture is imminent. Is they love like connecting these like word games, like crossword puzzles or something. Mask or, and Mark. Yeah, Mask and Mark. <laughs> or, um, or Trump and Trumpet. Right. Oh yeah. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Or another one is recently is so the president of France. His name is Emmanuel Macron. Mm-hmm. So so Emmanuel. You know, referring God with to us. God with us. God yeah. with us. Um, Macron. And, and Macron, in, in I think in French or in some other language, means like Mark. <laughs> so, so are, are, they, so, are so, they insinuating that he's possibly the Antichrist? Yes, and some people in our church may believe that. <laughs> what? No way. Say their names. Or some, or some, Say their names. I'm not going to. Uh, they've been on this podcast. <laughs> Is he, are you talking about Hike? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't think he believes it. I don't think I he believes it, it, but there are churches who teach that, like Cody's old church um, they used to go to used to teach that. That lived tar church? Yeah, they used to teach that Emmanuel Macron is the is the Antichrist. What? I went yeah. to a Pentecostal. Just of his name? Yeah, because yeah. God with us, Mark, is his name, basically. That's not enough. <laughs> I, I went to a Pentecostal church one time when I was like uh, younger, and they were saying that China was... Um, uh, that red dragon or the, the dragon because uh, they the have serpent. dragons yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I, I I'm just appalled sometimes of how much people uh, ignore the Bible. Yeah, yeah. Like when the Bible clearly tells you this is what it says, and they're like, well, but you don't think that? I'm like, no. If the Bible says <laughs> you're not gonna know until the Antichrist receives a deadly wound to the head, his deadly wound is healed, he goes into the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God. Then we're not going to know until then. And it's just like, what about this guy, Emmanuel Omicron? Or what's his name? <laughs> Omicron. <laughs> Omicron. Omicron is the virus. <laughs> you know, the coronavirus or whatever. And then it's like, well, what about this World War Three? Yeah. And I think, you know, when you read Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21, 
and you look at all the elements that precede the second coming of Christ, which is the wars and rumors of wars, famines, pestilences, uh, earthquakes in diverse places, you know, these are kind of common events that have happened throughout history, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's why it's it's hard to use that as an indicator that we're in the tribulation, even though we obviously know that all of those have to be worldwide, mm-hmm. right? They have to be like a global occurrence in America and everything. But, you know, even if that were to happen, let's say World War Three were to break out, yeah, it's still not an indication that we are in the tribulation. Yeah. Because of the fact that the Bible doesn't say it has to be World War Three, I it bet, could be World War Four. I bet people in World War Two like yeah, <laughs> yeah. thought it they was thought, like, yeah, absolutely. Right? You know, but I mean, I'm not saying it's it's not going to be, but it, uh, we're, I'm just saying that we can't use that as an official indicator that we are yeah. in the beginning of sorrows. Yeah. The official marker, pun intended, <laughs> is when the mark of the beast is instituted after <laughs> the abomination of desolation yeah. is set up. Yeah. So. You guys got to stop believing that, both, <laughs> both of you. No, I'm just kidding. Well, he, his wife, Emmanuel Macron's wife, is also like 50 years old. He's like 30, so you know he doesn't desire women. <laughs> is that what they're saying? Yeah, yeah. How is that an indication that it that he doesn't desire women? Yeah, that's so. This is this is a guy from France, huh? Yeah. Well, is he making is he making any moves or something or what? He's just the he's just the president of France. Not that I know of. Not that he's unfortunately his yeah. name just means Emmanuel Macron. Yeah, unfortunately his name is Emmanuel, like I'm sure millions of other people. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of Hispanics named Emmanuel. Yeah. yeah. And Jesus. And yeah. Jesus, yeah. by the way, too. Yeah. I bet there's a Jesus that's, Marca. Out that's there. his middle <laughs> That's Julie's middle name. Let's, let's <laughs> yeah. The reality is is that uh, throughout history you're always gonna have these precursor you know leaders. Uh, or precursor antichrist and false prophets who may even take on the characteristics of the antichrist, but they're not the official antichrist. For example, Trudeau mm. in Canada mm. is quite an antichrist. I, I don't know if he, he's like powerful enough <laughs> to be <laughs> but, he, but he is a prime minister. Yeah. He yeah. is a magistrate, and yeah. he, he does have the qualities of someone who wants to be a dictator yeah, yeah. and impose mandates and laws mm-hmm. and is making everyone's life miserable. Yeah. But you know what it could be? Now that I think about it... Just like his dad? Well, no. <laughs> Marcos thinks that Trudeau's dad is Fidel Castro. It's definitely a possibility. <laughs> it, I'm not saying this. Maybe not. we can put a picture up on screen. They, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and... Folks, you be the judge. <laughs> here's a picture of Trudeau, and here's a picture of Fidel Castro. I don't know. I, you know, it looks kind of similar there, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I just, I just had a thought right now regarding these leaders, rulers, and magistrates being like precursors to the Antichrist is maybe, and this is all speculation, maybe Satan, you know, he sets up these really wicked magistrates that just makes people's life a living hell Mm -hmm. with these mandates and they have such a like uh, a wicked uh, persona and people it just puts a bad taste in the mouth of people right Mm -hmm. that when the antichrist comes he's actually going to be like the exact opposite of that he's going to be like a a freedom fighter he's going to be like a freedom fighter and in fact the bible does say that he obtains the kingdom by flatteries Mm -hmm. And so, you know, maybe that's just a cloak. So they he sets up these wicked leaders to put a bad taste in the mouth of freedom lovers and conservatives and libertarians and mainstream Christians so that when the real Antichrist comes into power, it's it's they're going to have a knee-jerk reaction and just go sh- 
straight to this guy and say, see, this this is how a leader should be kind mm-hmm. of thing. I'm cool with that. It's all cool speculation. You cool with that interpretation? Yeah. I'm about it. You about it? Yeah. So tell us about so Canada. Trudeau. Yeah. Since you're since you're uh don't say that. From Canada. Okay. That's since okay. you're from <laughs> since you're from Canada. Um tell us about So yeah, Canada was like with all like the uh, like COVID pandemic stuff, it's been like one of the worst places in like the world. It was like Canada and Australia. In Australia, they've got like COVID camps where like if you leave your house, they arrest you and put you in camp. Canada wasn't that far, but they were talking about like some provinces were talking about putting like uh, COVID taxes out where like if you're or, or vaccine taxes out where if you're not vaccinated, you have, there's like an extra tax imposed on you. Man. Um, I think in some areas of the country, if you were unvaccinated, you couldn't go to the store without like a health uh, person with you, like a health representative or some sort of like government worker um you couldn't go to the grocery store alone it was really one of the worst and it's like even now it's still pretty bad like everybody's still wearing masks everywhere like i was in phoenix last week and it's like covid doesn't exist there but canada like nationwide is basically still like all covid it up um it's, it's still like 2020 yeah it's still like 2020 it's still like if you go to like city of la it's like, it's like it's like bad, oh yeah man. i mean los angeles is really bad yeah uh, yeah that place is we're so glad that we, you know that we're bombed because we got out of there. But <laughs> yeah. Los Angeles is just terrible. Yeah, man. it's hard. I got kicked out of my well, I didn't get kicked out, but I couldn't go to my gym anymore because I wasn't vaccinated because <laughs> I didn't have a vaccine card. It's either that or get tested to go to the gym. So. Well, um, Garcetti was oh, yeah. just seen in a photo, multiple um, photos, multiple photos w- without a mask on. And he, he made this stupid excuse that it was oh, yeah. like I held my breath during the photo or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. And then he's like, can't you see I had my mask on the left-hand side? But you look at his left hand, it is like no mask in his hand. Yeah. Well, at the Rams game, he was not even wearing a mask at all. No one at the Rams game was wearing a mask. Yeah. I saw some compilation of all these um, yeah, like LeBron these superstars and celebrities yeah. who were watching the game, and none of them had masks. No one was social distancing. It's like hypocrisy, you know? But go ahead. Uh, yeah, so it was it was really bad in Canada. It, it still is pretty bad. Um, so, but one of the most annoying things is like you know my mom has to travel back and forth through Canada, and if you're not vaccinated, um, you have to get tested if you come in, and if you I believe it's something with like even if you're not va- even if you are vaccinated, you used to have to quarantine. But now if you're not if you're not vaccinated, you still have to quarantine. But if you're leaving Canada and you're not vaccinated, you're just not allowed. Mm-hmm. But for truckers, they made an exemption exception because their their business is based on like traveling know, to other traveling to the America, the United to, States. Yeah. Um, so with with truckers, what it was is like if they go to America, even if they're vaccinated, if they go to America and they get a positive test on the way back into Canada, then they have to quarantine there. And they lose their routes, or the, I'm like, I don't know how trucker stuff works, but yeah, because they quarantine what for 14 days? 14 days, right? Yeah. And if they if at the end of the fourteen days they're still positive, they can't still can't leave, right? Yeah. So they're losing their routes, they're losing money. They have these families to feed. Canada has like a like a big welfare system, but it's like not enough. If like you have like a family of like four or five, like <clears throat> a lot of these truckers have. So these truckers are basically on strike in a sense, right? Yeah. So essentially, it's it's kind of like a level up from a strike. So a strike would be like, hey, we're not working anymore. What these guys is, hey, we're not working anymore, and we're going to Ottawa, and we're going to go siege Ottawa. And Ottawa is the capital of Canada. Mm-hmm. So Canada is a really big country. So truckers from all over the nation kind of just flooded into Ottawa, and there was these tinier little cities where there were also demonstrations. They basically put down Ottawa on, like, gridlock for, like, two weeks. If you look at it on, like, Google Maps, it was just, like, red. Like, the whole city 
for two weeks. And there's like residents there. The entire government is there. Like it was just gridlock for two weeks. And um, they did similar things in other cities like Toronto. Well, um, what did they do? They're just kind of so squatting they, there or something? Yeah, or? they yeah. brought their truck, their trucks. They and there was a lot of like they had their big rigs and a lot like of people blocking traffic and blocking everything. traffic, blocking roads. A lot of people came, not even just truckers, just regular people came to support them with their, their minivans, their RVs, their cars. And the thing was under 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 siege for two weeks. And basically, they were like, "We're going to stay here as long as possible because we raised like ten million dollars on GoFundMe." But of course, you know, GoFundMe shut down their thing and. They said, hey. And distributed their money to BLM and all these other organizations. So what they said is we're going to distribute it to um, uh, trusted partners of GoFundMe (laughs) is what they said, right? So what does that mean? It's going to Planned Parenthood. It's going to BLM. It's going to wherever, right? Occupy, Wall Mm. Street or whatever. Antifa. How wicked is that that you just take someone's money and just put it, designate it to something that they did not, that the owner did not designate it for, the giver? Yeah. That's so they, they only gave they only gave people two weeks to ask for refunds too. <laughs> so if you didn't ask for a refund within those two weeks, it's gone. Your money's gone. Wow. Yeah. I think it was even like maybe it was like a week. Um. So it, it was pretty. It was going pretty good. It was pretty successful. Like they were forcing basically like the state government, pro- provincial governments, to um, rescind some of their vaccine stuff. Um, like open things up, make it less crazy, like let kids go back to school without masks, all this stuff. They they got rid of that idea to tax unvaccinated people. Um, but so all the provincial governments were kind of folding to demands, but Trudeau was like doubling down. He like doubled down hard. And he called these people like racists and misogynists and Nazis. <laughs> and, and They're like, Nazis <laughs> because they're, they're sieging the capital? Yeah, for real. He said like a lot of these people, he called them a small fringe minority. But it's like if they can shut down the what capital. A, what a wimp. <laughs> yeah. Well, he didn't he get COVID during that time too? So? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so I the day. That. Conveniently. The, the day they show up, which was a Saturday in January, the day they show up, he tested positive for COVID and left Ottawa <laughs> and to an undisclosed location. Man, that's so... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I mean, it reminds me of um, the whole Julius Caesar sieging the, the, oh, the, the yeah. Senate. It was like the, almost the exact yeah. same thing. Yeah. So then what happened? So, you know, they, they occupied it for basically like two weeks. Um, they blocked off a bunch of borders. The One of the biggest like commercial borders between Canada and the U.S. is, is the Detroit-Windsor uh, border. And they blocked that off for a good week. And it cost like the economy like $100 billion <laughs> or something like that. Because yeah. <laughs> like... All those car parts go to like Michigan, and we're yeah. like, uh, anyways. Um, and at the end of all that, they uh, they declared basically martial law, the Canadian equivalent of martial law, which is called emergency. Trudeau, yeah, Trudeau declared yeah. martial law. Yeah, and they passed it, I think, two days ago in the Parliament. So he declared it, said, "I'm sending this to Parliament," um, and the Parliament basically. So how strict is that right now? It's pretty crazy. They can freeze your bank accounts without due process. Um, they can basically arrest you without due process. If you're caught out and about or if, something? If you're in Ottawa, like, it, and, and the, they suspect you of being part of this, uh, this like, uh, occupation, they can just arrest you. So th- what happened to the occupation? Did they disband already? So they arrested all the leaders. And oh. unfortunately, the last leader was, like, some Jewish guy. Um, and, this <laughs> and this last leader, this Jewish guy. Maybe fl- Trudeau has <laughs> something. No, I'm just no, I mean, there was, like, three or four big heads, and they arrested all of them. And the last dude left was this Jewish guy called B.J. Dichter, and he fled Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he, he opened the gates and fled Ottawa, like the Jewish, the Jewish you know, uh, cliche. Did but they find him in an attic? <laughs> <laughs> he actually went to Tucker Carlson. Anyways, <laughs> not joking. He was on Tucker Carlson. Um, 
And then yeah, they basically dispersed the. They used military force. They ran. They did like cavalry charges on like protesters and stuff what? like that. Yeah. Yeah, they, and they were saying that they weren't pointing guns at nobody, right? Yeah. But there was like clear there's videos. Video. Yeah, there's of videos of them like pointing guns at people. They cavalry charged this old lady in a in a mobile oh, scooter, yeah. and I think she died. Yeah, they oh, trampled her. They trampled her with the horses. Um, and then they were like, the protesters were being violent toward the horses. <laughs> it's, it's like, um, but nowadays, you can uh, the the media can push whatever narrative they mm-hmm. want, even if there's all types of footage, yep. you know, saying the contrary or showing the contrary. It's footage, you know, that that basically makes these people look guilty and, and shows mm-hmm. what they're doing, breaking the law. All they have to do is literally get on the news, yeah, and then say that that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. And push their own narrative, and literally people will like just believe it. It's crazy that you say that because Canada's main news network, like the biggest news network in Canada, is state owned. It's a state owned news network. There you network. go. So, literally, like it, they pretend to be unbiased and they pretend to be impartial and stuff like that. But it is just the, the speaking, the speaking voice, like the, the voice of like the main government, whatever yeah. the government says, they, they do. So, well, yeah. that's 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 a structure that's been. In, uh, put in place for years because mm-hmm. I think a lot of that has to do with just dumbing down society mm-hmm. to get them to just believe whatever yeah you know what I mean or trust the media and just get them to believe whatever I was I saw something where a guy was talking about um, TikTok and you know obviously TikTok is all the stuff on TikTok is just stupid you know the, <laughs> ma- the vast majority oh, of the content was, yeah. on TikTok is very stupid yeah. you know people dancing pranks and all this stuff but uh, he was saying that in China, oh yeah, yeah. TikTok yeah, yeah, yeah. is actually used as a reward system. So if like if people are uploading things that you know are inventing, advancing the nation, advancing basically. the nation, yeah. they're inventing things. They are being productive. Yeah, the algorithm actually like, the algorithm that. will favor them yeah. and give them more followers if they're doing something productive for their society, yeah. right? Whereas in America, the algorithm rewards and favors stupidity. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like the the, the more stupid you are, the the more dumb things that you post, the more you're rewarded for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that that's obviously done on purpose mm-hmm. because this is, TikTok is being used by everyone, but mainly by the younger generation yep. who will be the voters and be the ones who listen to the media. And you know, back them up when things like this happen. That's why they're able to get away with something like yeah. this, which is crazy because yeah. you have footage and people. Are, I guarantee you, there's people who are backing up Canada and backing up Trudeau, oh, yeah. and time. they're just like, no, they're not being violent. Well, they're, they're they're saying like, well, you know, the people there, you know, if they were occupying Ottawa, they're they're Nazis, so they deserve it. It's like that old lady that got run over by the horse, that yeah. got trampled by the horse. She's a Nazi. If you say a it. lie loud enough and long enough, yeah. the people will believe it. Yeah, and that's not a quote from from Adolf Hitler, by the way. Adolf Hitler was quoting someone. Yeah. And quoting the Jews, actually. Yeah. Who said that. Yeah. But it's a, it's a true statement. You know what I mean? And so, and, and the thing, it's crazy how people don't even research things anymore. Mm-hmm. They just believe what the media says. Yeah. So where is it at right now? What's going on? So it's just kind of at a standstill or? So at this point, like, I think um, this weekend, like the Sunday, Saturday, they, the, the, most of the occupation. This past weekend. Yeah, this past weekend and like the 14th, 15th. Um, most of the occupation uh, kind of dispersed. Like they used like police, like just ramming into people. The leaders were gone. Like the heads were cut off. Like people were kind of like what, running around. Not literally, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo, this is happening in Canada. <laughs> yeah. It's like the French Revolution. Yeah, you, you, you didn't mention that. <laughs> um, Yo, what? But I think they're like 
gathering again. They're like remassing because they have like yeah, they raised like fifteen million more dollars on this like Christian um, Christian uh, fundraising website, which got hacked um, by this like psychopath homo reprobate who released the names of all the donors. And now they're all getting harassed and stuff what like in that. The world, yeah, man. Yeah. Police are harassing them. Like journalists are harassing donors, saying like, "Why did you donate?" Like, you don't you know this is like a Nazi movement, like a right wing movement, all this stuff. How is it, man? That's nuts. Yeah. So, I so, right now okay, it's at what a about all the things that they repealed? Did they? Uh, is that back? So, so the thing is, is like the federal government never repealed a thing. Oh. So Trudeau doubled down. I think he knew he was falling in the fo- uh, steps of his father because his father also was one of the only prime ministers to enact emergency powers. Which father are you talking? <laughs> yeah. About? <laughs> <laughs> Either say, one, like, really. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So right now it's kind of at a standstill. Um, but I think they're like gathering again right now outside of Ottawa and they're planning to go back in. So they have like the money to do it. They can, they can not work for like four years if mm-hmm. they want and to just strike for four years. They have enough yeah. money. So, so you've set up Kings, but not by me. Obviously the prime minister of Canada is simply just like, an, just like in America is just a reflection of the people. The big time. <clears throat> and yeah. so, you know, we get we deserve the leaders that we that we have. You know, yeah. same thing with with Biden. And so, it's probably just God's judgment on that on yeah. that country, on that nation. Big time. We'll Canada's Canada's like a there's good churches up there, but Canada's like a spiritually very dark nation compared to America. Yeah. It's like right on our border. Yeah, and it's very spiritually dark. And uh, Canada's so beautiful too. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, like Nova Scotia and um, Banff. Banff, Lake Lake Banff. Lake, was that where Lake Louise is? I don't know. Lake Banff. I think you're talking about. Is it Lake Banff? Or? I thought it was called Lake Louise. It's like a really beautiful lake there. The mm. blue, just yeah. blue water. We know a couple people in Canada, yeah. aside from the people at the church there, at uh, Sure Sure Foundation Vancouver, right? North. North. Yeah. Is it Vancouver? Sure Foundation North. It's just called North. Yeah. Okay. So it was too be too confusing if it was. They're both. They're both there. Vancouver, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, but it'd be too confusing. But uh, we also know the... Um, the Farr uh, family. The Farr family. Yeah. Sure. They're cool people. Shout out to the Farr family. They made yeah, actually, they made this this logo right, right here, here, Brother Chris Farr. Zoom in right here. He, uh, <laughs> he's a great artist, and um, so we know them. And then there's another family that I know, but they're like they're like in the sticks. I don't even know if they're affected by any of this, but they're Russians. Oh, I know those guys. You know who I'm talking they about? They are in the sticks. Yeah. They're like far They're like the off-grid. They're, they're like... Uh, they're like uh, homesteaders. Yes. Yeah. I can't remember his name for the life of me. Maybe I don't think he wants. I don't think he wants his name out there. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say if you're watching, just put your name in the comments section yeah. below and email me or something. Yeah. He's like, pack your things. <laughs> he's like, he's exposed us. Get we the, must go tonight. Get the elk. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. We we went to we went on um on a missions trip to Aruba, mm-hmm. and he came with his with his kids. His wife stayed home. And then I think he came with his sister as well, and um, yeah, he they're majorly homesteaders. Like he basically they they raise their own animals and they kill them there, and you know yeah. that's how they live. You know, yeah. I know nothing about that life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dang. He's yeah. showing me videos of how like they kill the I think it was the elk or the swine or something like that. I don't remember. Uh, hits it with a hammer. I think he might have just shot it. Okay. I think he's just like. There's that like old video of Pastor Anderson. Uh, oh yeah, uh, chickens. <laughs> no, where mm. he where he takes the big sledgehammer and hits the pig on the head. Was wasn't that at Miss Courtney's house? No, that was in Hungary. No. Oh, in Hungary. <laughs> okay, okay. There's that other video where he's like chasing chickens. Remember? 
don't uh-uh. know about that. Yeah, that was at Miss Courtney's house oh, when she, at her farm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a really old video. It's like yeah. 240p. I remember I saw that. I'm like, dang. <laughs> it's like an Android. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, Android, Android quality. Like, yeah. Oh, what the hell? It's from like 2001 or yeah. something. Well, remember that old video that we used to watch? It was like the the Cambodians like killing the. the I think it was the Filipinos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they had this like, massive sword, <laughs> and they're holding down this hog. But right? but it was like a witch doctor too, like pointing something and it's like on on its head. Was he? Yeah, and then, like it starts just, just squealing guy, like crazy. I remember the guy. He grabs the sword, and you know he's really thin, and they're holding down the hog. And at first, you don't really know what's going on, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then, you see him, and he's like doing everything he can just to carry this sword, and he's just like. He just like walks over. It's like a huge sword. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge sword. And it's like Excalibur curved. or something. Yeah, yeah it's curved. <laughs> it's like and something then, out of a movie. Yeah, he just walks <laughs> up and he's like, and he gives it the cleanest slice you've ever seen in your life. And it, there's like a basin yeah. to catch the head. And they grab the head and they just let it bleed. But it was like it was like a nice little yeah, thing. Nice cut. slice. Nice. Anyways, why are we talking about this? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's homesteading. Homesteading, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of want to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, pray for those in pray for the innocent in ca- in Canada. Yeah. And um, you know, it's just where where our world is right now and it's just a reflection of the people in general unfortunately. It's just like in America, not everyone in America is wicked. We have righteous people, people who love the Lord. There's churches here, there's soul winners here. Souls are being saved. And uh but there but the vast majority of people in America are wicked, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the leaders obviously reflect that. And so, um, yeah, sucks for Canada. But sucks big time. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, along with that, along with these this uh, this dictator type of mentality, or should I say, the generation that adheres to the dictators of this world, who likes the dictators of this world, you know, what about this cancel culture thing going on with <laughs> Joe Rogan? Yeah, yeah. he said the, are, he said the N word, the forbidden yeah. word. Yeah, <laughs> but he was quoting someone. A was lot he of, not? I don't know. There's like there's like 20 clips of him saying it, but regardless. Yeah, from I could be wrong, but I think he's quoting right, Ulysses. And some of them, yeah. Oh, and <laughs> other others, he actually said it. Yeah. Like himself. Yeah. Oh, in passing. I think a lot of <laughs> a lot of the times, I think he said he was just quoting someone. Yeah, I, I think most of them are when he's quoting somebody. But here's the thing, though, is that they're trying to cancel him. They've always and look, let me just say that I don't agree with Joe Rogan at all, as far as like. You know who he is. I think he's a really bad person. Yeah. I think he's a bad influence. But I don't agree with cancel culture either, though. Mm-hmm. You know, and but it, this kind of goes to show you that cancel culture can only go so far if it starts crossing the boundary of affecting a company's money. Yeah, then it'll stop because Spotify will not get rid of Joe Rogan. Right. Yeah. You know they're not going to get rid of them. They 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 paid like five hundred million dollars for them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I heard that they basically deleted about seventy of his episodes. Yeah. Right. All mm-hmm. the ones that where he says the n word. Yeah, but they're like he'll never do it again. We'll delete these seventy, but we're not going to get rid of him because he's the money maker. Yeah. And apparently he actually gets more views than some of these news outlets. So he, you know, he's actually a threat to these news outlets. Yeah. Right. It's just a dude in a room with a microphone. With one microphone <laughs> yeah. talking to another guy or whatever, yeah, you yeah. know. And so, you know. Usually high, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On DMT. Have you tried elk meat? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to buy the earth. <laughs> How, much the the earth? How much does the earth cost? How much the earth cost? <laughs> I'm going to buy the earth. And, and uh, what would you do if you're uh, the leader yeah. of the free world? <laughs> 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 yeah. 
And how, oh, how does that man. how does that make you feel like that? And I, you know, <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> and what would you do if that happened? Kanye's Kanye West's response to that was that he would he would collect all of the intelligent people of the world and get them to work on mechanical bees. And anybody <laughs> who makes a negative comment, he would uh, unleash the, the mechanical bees on them. So is he trying to be like a polyon? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like the like the origin story of like a villain. <laughs> well, it sounds like a wish version of a polyon. Yeah. <laughs> but I've seen that clip so many times, where, like through different you mechanical know, bees. No, where he's like, "How much does Earth cost?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. People have used it like in videos when they talk about like people who talk too much at the gym. Yeah. When your gym partner talks too much, you're trying to do your set, and he's like, "How much does Earth cost?" I'm gonna buy the Earth. It's like. Oh, man. I won't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, obviously they tried to cancel him when it came to the misinformation because of the vaccines yeah. and all that. And then, you know, the, the what is it? The cure? Not the cure, but... Um, ivermectin? The ivermectin. Yeah. And the, oh, you know, yeah. they came out recently some, I think, either a Korean or Japanese study came out showing that, like, you know, ivermectin does help, like... Against COVID-19. No, I pick myself well, off the floor. Right <laughs> when, did, didn't when COVID first came out, they were like referring like ivermectin? No, they were referring, uh, it's a super long name. I forget what it is. It's hydroxychloroquine. Oh, hydroxy- hydroxy- no, 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 no. Hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, no, that one. Before yeah. hydroxychloroquine, like they, they knew, I, I think it was like, I think they said like China was using ivermectin. Mm. And then like. We, well, we, we obviously know. understand that yeah. the people who uh, diagnosed COVID and said that this is what you should use. They said don't use the N95, and now they're yeah. saying to use it, yeah. and they yeah. said not to use it, and then these masks don't work, and these work. Yeah, It's like, what's making us the most money? This is losing money. Yeah, We got to switch back to this. Follow the yellow brick road, folks. Mask is down on the Dow. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people made money, a lot of money off the masks. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about like the higher ups. Even toilet paper. <laughs> the first few weeks of COVID, dude, toilet you, paper was. When you see were the, selling masks. When you see, yeah, when you see the street vendors selling exactly. masks. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. The Mexican street vendors. And I bought like, some of those, unfortunately. <laughs> because it's just like, dang, I need a mask yeah. to go into. Because I was living in Los Angeles at that time. And and it's like, I got to buy it. It's like 10 bucks. Yeah. Yep. And they were just like, and you know, this is like a piece of cloth. They probably freaking cut it off of their. It's from a newspaper clothing. clothing or <laughs> that was like a yeah. major, major thing. Yeah, do you guys remember when it first started that the toilet paper was going out? Yeah. <laughs> I know. You oh told yeah. Me, you gave me the address to the lady who was selling them on offer up, and then I went to her house, and she had she was stocked up on everything, bro. Like she was ready for the. Apocalypse. It was yeah. Hike. People were treating. Hike was stocked up. Oh yeah, on yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy could make four hey. off of. That guy can make forts. Hey, hook me up though. <laughs> forts up. off of yeah. toilet In your time paper of need. Rolls. I was single at that You're time, and I was like, stocked up for life, right there. <laughs> yeah, he he had a lot. Yeah. It was hard. Yeah. It was hard, and like it was for like a month. It was hard to get. It was those. cheap though, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> Got the job done. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that lady's house. I was like, it was Man, in triple This plan. lady <laughs> has nothing to worry about. There's toothpaste here. There's shampoo. There's toilet paper. <laughs> And she was selling things like pretty expensive mijo? too. Que necesitas, mijo? Yeah, <laughs> she was the plug. Dang. She was the plug of that day. <laughs> and the cars were pulling in and out. And then I remember, like, she's told she's. I think she told me she was like, "Don't tell anybody that we're here or something." You know what I mean? Like, they have to find us through this particular page. So I was about to leave, and this lady's like, "Is that the house that's selling all that stuff right now?" I'm like, "No, hablo inglés." <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I didn't. Do that. <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, I see, you know, something over there." You know, and I just like. Oh man, Dang. the hand sanitizer. That was the 2020 was the worst. It's crazy to think that that was like two years ago. Yeah. yeah. 
it it feels like kind of a blur because like yeah it really sucks the last two years have been pretty wild yeah just 2020 was one of the most wild ones. I think it's though. opening up now. I think it's, it'll be over. It's soon. still getting wild. I mean, I mean, Biden, my, I mean wanted, Biden wanted to get crack, crack by himself, man. Oh, man. <laughs> that, I mean, they, they gave him crack in the 90s. So, I mean, this but is hey, just a continuation. You know what? <laughs> hey, well, yeah, 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 that's here's true. Here's the thing, though. So Biden wanted to get give crack pipes out like d- for free, right? Yeah. But in Fresno, <laughs> they actually give out like heroin needles oh, for right? free. Really? You can bring what? in your old heroin needles. <laughs> And then you can trade them for new ones. How do you know about that? In Fresno. It's, there's actually a Vice documentary on oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't do heroin, bro. Yeah. <laughs> this, this country is... No wonder why the wicked shall be turned into hell and all nations to forget God. When you have the leader considering giving out crap, crack pipes for free... I think I'm going to give crack pipes out. <laughs> <laughs> With his beady little eyes. <laughs> you almost wonder if his son inspired him to do that. That's yeah. why. That's why. He's, yeah, I got an idea. That's also why he's defending Ukraine. It's because it's the like, crack pipes. <laughs> no, his son has like business dealings in Ukraine. There you go. Yeah. We uh, need to help the Ukraine. We need to help the freedom. Demo- uh, <laughs> corn pop. <laughs> I was gonna say corn pop too. I'm serious. When you have the country considering giving out crack pipes for free, it's like it's crazy. Yeah. It's like the it's it's it is just over him saying the n word. Yeah. Um. Which is crazy because, like, I almost think that that that's just being brought up as because, a smoke screen because, because of, of the, the other thing, the COVID stuff, the COVID stuff. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah, and it's Black oh. History Month. So, um, but anyways, cancel culture is stupid, and all it is is the previous generation that has now grown up who are just offended at every single thing that anybody says, and they can't take anything. And it's just like they, they have they don't have thick skin, Mm-mm. isn't and it? They, they don't yeah. want anybody to have an opinion, or an opinion that's in opposition to their opinion. You know what I mean? It, it's interesting. You, you're talking about like the new generation growing up. It's like the left now is super different than like the left when it was like the boomers generation. Oh yeah, like JFK. Yeah, because like JFK would be considered like a conservative today. N- not even just that. Like uh, like hippies were all about like freedom of speech. Like yeah, uh, resist authority, man. Yeah. Like you've got to think for yourself. You know all this stuff. But now it's like you know trust the science. Don't ask questions. Oh, follow man. authority. Uh, you know don't think for yourself. Basically, like what in the world? It's like the old left if, if, is like totally gone. And these are the same boomers who were like hippies. You know they're the same ones who are like now voting Democrat. Well, it's one of the it's that example that they say that. The conservatives of today, you know what I mean, yeah. would be considered like the liberals of yesteryear. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you are not grounded in the word of God or if your foundation for your beliefs and your convictions are not founded upon the Bible, then you are built on shifting sands. The shifting sand of morality is constantly changing every generation. Conservatives are liberals going the speed limit is exactly. basically what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And so, like, you know, whereas if you have the Bible as your foundation, sin is sin no matter what generation you're in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever's wrong is wrong no matter what generation you're in because the Bible never changes. Mm -hmm. But morality is constantly changing. People's views on sodomy is always changing. People's views on feminism is always changing. People are always compromising because at the end of the day, they don't have the Bible as their foundation. Yeah. And so, you know, people, the Republicans of today can say they're conservative and therefore, you know, conservative values, but not really if you compare it to the conservatives of yesteryear. <laughs> the moral marker is constantly moving. Yeah. You know, whereas the Bible never moves. Yeah. So, 
We'll see what happens to Joe Rogan, but the bottom line is no one's going to be able to cancel him. It's not going to happen because Spotify is making try. too much money. They, they can, can try. try. Yeah. They can take down 70 of his thousands and thousands and thousands of episodes. Mm-hmm. They can give him a hard time, but really what they're doing is they're, they're making him even more popular. Things like this make people like that more popular. You know how you mentioned earlier, like, um, cancel culture is like it won't work against corporations basically yeah. with like all this money i think that's because cancel culture is it was basically like created by corporations because oh like, yeah do you remember like the occupy protests like uh, occupy wall street and stuff like that mm-hmm. so like all these people were like super mad after like the bailouts and the economy crash at all these big corporations and stuff and it's sort of like since that happened like everything got redirected from being mad at these huge rich companies who are like control our government to being mad at like racist people yeah right so it's like no no ignore these huge companies or whatever just be mad at like the the boogeyman the racist boogeyman and that's obviously fits in because all these huge companies have the lgbt propaganda Mm -hmm. they're like hey we're on your side here's kendall jenner giving a protester a pepsi you know stuff like that (laughs) oh yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah right so it's like they they kind of like subverted the narrative, yeah. and now like cancel culture is like a tool of corporations. So it's not going to work on them. Yeah. So I think it's it's pretty it's, like, a, it's yeah. like a pretty interesting shift. Yeah, they're the one they're they're the ones who constructed the cancel culture yeah, to take heat off themselves, basically. Right. Man. Yeah. But That's if they got someone like Joe Rogan, it's like it doesn't. It's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. Well, Spotify is a big country. Oh, country. <laughs> it's a big corporation. Yeah. Yeah. And so. And but again, it, it, once it comes to the subject of money, it's not going to work because mm-hmm. yeah. money, money talks. Yeah. At the end of the day. Oh yeah, like Whoopi Goldberg, for example. What's that? Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> who's, oh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. Oh man, Whoopi Goldberg was uh, is one of the. I know who it is. Uh, <laughs> one of the women who are on the show, The View. And she recently came out and made some comments denying the Holocaust. Not denying the Holocaust. Yo, based? She was, <laughs> no, no, no. She didn't deny the Holocaust. What, she said something about the Holocaust, like, though. She what? Like, belittled the Holocaust? Yeah, she was like Oy belittling the Holocaust in comparison to something else. I can't remember what it was. But she caught a lot of heat mm-hmm. for it. And But they, they wanted, you know, the cancel culture wanted to fire her, wanted to get her fired, but they couldn't. And so she's just suspended, right, for a couple episodes or something like that. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> have you been going to the gym, Adam? I have been. Nice. I have been. Are you what? What are you doing? You doing the big three or the big five? The big four. The I don't f- know what the fifth is. The fifth, <laughs> uh, according to Pastor Anderson, is pull-ups. That does not include a barbell. <laughs> How can it be part of the <laughs> big five? Well, does a do they have to include a barbell? That's like the whole idea right? of the big. Four. It's, so the big four is barbell or uh, bench press, deadlift. Oh, because uh, it has a bar with it. With a bar, right? And uh. Bench press, deadlift, squat, and my fourth is, is overhead, overhead overhead press. press. Yeah. What about what about um, rows? Barbell rows. Uh, hey, those are good. They're good, but I don't think they're part of the big four. You know why not? I don't. Barbell rows rows are for the back, right? They mm-hmm. are. Yeah. Yeah, I like doing those. We actually haven't done those. In a couple of weeks, but I like those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are really good. My, so my my favorite is the overhead press, though. What you doing on the overhead press? Uh, right now I'm at twenty five on each side, so twenty five and a two point five, so I think a hundred. Hundred. Yeah. Very nice. Thank you. I am also at a hundred. There you go. In fact, today I did 
a hundred. You do the five. You do the overhead press. Of course. Awesome. So I was talking to I was talking to somebody else at church, and they're like, "What? Why do you do that? Like, who? Geo. What? Really? What? Yeah. He's, he's giving me he's giving me grief for doing the overhead press. Why? What's his reasoning behind? I don't. It? I don't remember. He just thought it was like that's not a that's not like an actual. What? Yeah. Dude, that helps so much with. Like well, I'm not. Stability. I'm not like. The, I'm like. I'm not like uh, <coughs> a huge fanatic of the overhead press. I, it's my favorite lift. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I, it's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. We'll do it, and I definitely enjoy doing it. But I'm not something. It's not like to die for for me. Mm-hmm. You know, but I wouldn't rag on it either because it yeah. does work. Yeah. You know, I use it as an accessory. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I want to get to a point where I'm doing 135, though, at least. One That'd plate. Be cool. yeah. yeah. It's really good for the shoulders, obviously. So that's your favorite? It's my favorite. It's mm-hmm. also like, um, it's one of the best ones for like the whole nervous system because it's one of the only lifts where it's like the power literally comes from like your feet. It like travels all the way up your body, mm-hmm. basically. Well, I have a question about that because do you, so when you do the overhead press, yes. Do you ever do the little jump? No, I don't bend my legs. Oh, you don't bend your legs no, at all. No, is, are you not supposed to? You're not supposed to. So, so there's so the, if you if you do the little jump, that's a push press. Oh. Yeah, but if you just keep it knees locked, uh, and just straight up, straight down, then that's that's an overhead press. Well, not we've been doing jump presses then. Punch, well, um, I do jump push, presses. Push press. Push presses. Yeah, the push presses are a little easier, obviously, because you have the momentum, and when oh, you go damn. down. Because <laughs> yeah, you, you're working with momentum. If you go down and you jump yeah. back up, it's there's momentum to that. So it's just lock knees, just bring it up, bring it down. Bring it up. Or you're doing down. that. I'm not doing that. Yeah. So I need to switch it up then. Yeah. I think it's it's better. I I I think the only reason to do a push press is if you're doing like other Olympic lifts, like like uh, a clean press. Yeah, yeah, clean oh, jerk or man. no, not not strongman stuff, but. Just Olympic weightlifting. Dang, just put you down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm by no means an expert. I started like I started last August. So, is that the first time you've ever started lifting? No, I, I used to lift back in college. Like for in, in how tw- long did you lift for? A good year. So, uh, are you? Do you still have access to newbie gains, or is just that? Is that is no? That yeah, season abs- over and done with. Uh, I think it's getting a little harder. It's getting a little harder when I hit like. What answer is that? What do you mean? Are you in the season of newbie gains? Because typically that only I'm put, lasts I'm, for about I'm, a year. I'm still putting on like weight on each workout, is if that's what you're asking. Every week. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. So what, like five to ten pounds? So yeah, five on the upper body, or uh, yeah, five two two point five, which is five pounds on the upper body and ten pounds on the lower body. Is it is it like um like old weight that you could do before? I've surpassed what I, I was oh, okay, doing okay. before. Yeah. Which is, so which when is you good. when you were doing it in high school, you said right high yeah, school, college or yeah. college, yeah. Uh, were you doing the big three? Yeah, I was doing the big three. Okay. Yeah. So you were doing squats, deadlifts, and yeah. all that. Yeah. So what's your squat at right now? My squat right now is two is two thirty five. Two thirty five. Yeah. And what's your deadlift? Uh, I did three fifteen the other day, which was with mm-hmm. Yeah. Three fifteen for five. Very good. Nice. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And then your bench. My bench is my weakest. <laughs> I don't want to talk let's, about let's it. Let's talk about that. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the bench. So it's, it's just very hard to do, man. Like the form is so hard to do it correctly. In my opinion, it's the hardest one. It, it has to go like diagonally down and then like. <laughs> I literally just. I mean, we've been doing it. Well, I think we made a mistake because when I when we started lifting, when did we start lifting in October or September? September. We started lifting in, in September. Um, he didn't really like the bench press because he wasn't really that good at it. Mm-hmm. So we started off with decline first, yeah. 
right? Yeah. Which, uh, looking back, I feel like we should have started off with just regular bench Decline press. Decline is when you're like, your, your head is lower than yeah. your legs. Yeah, it's yeah. actually easier. It's okay. the easiest out <laughs> of all the bench presses, mm-hmm. isn't it? Why, why do it, though? I mean, yeah, you target okay. you target the lower part of your chest when mm-hmm. you do decline, mm-hmm. and then incline is obviously upper chest, mm-hmm. and then yep. the regular one is just all of it, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we started off with that, and obviously that was kind of easy, but um, the the problem is is that I feel like we just didn't learn proper, proper form, form for yeah. the regular bench press. See that that's and what I like when I used to do bench press when I was like eighteen, nineteen. I always thought it was just. Up, straight up, straight yeah. down. <laughs> see that? You know? See that's what I was doing. I'm like, man, this is this is easy. I'm like already at like like more than one plate. And then Gami told me, he's like, what, like his brother, he's like, what are you doing? Basically. Yeah. <laughs> like his Gami, because I, I go to the gym with Gami. He's, he's like, really good. At he's like, you have, to, you have to move it like way lower, like on your, on your chest. Yeah, and like, I, so I tried moving way lower. I'm like, I can't do this weight. <laughs> like, I can't do this. I can't do it. Yeah. Well, aside from that, like there's all types of things. Cause I was, I, I always wondered like, why is it called the big three or why is it considered a compound workout? If, you know, th- because that would basically mean that your be- your deadlift and your squat should improve your bench press. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, but my deadlift and my squat has to do with my legs. Yeah. yeah. But it's because you're using your legs during the bench press as yeah. well. Yeah. So I feel like there's more things you have to take into account when you do a bench press. Because mm-hmm. you got to arch your back, yeah. squeeze your glutes. You have to... There's like a lot of moving parts. your legs and yeah. everything like that. And then, and then uh, you know, the bar doesn't go straight up. Mm-hmm. It goes to your chest... And then it goes diagonally. Yeah, you know, and then you have to dig your like your shoulders the, into d- the bench. Digging the shoulders in the bench is like the hardest part for me because the bench is always like too small, and I'm like slipping on. Well, it's side. like I, I feel like I have to take all these things into account when yeah. I'm when I'm down here. I'm like I don't want to unsqueeze my back. It just everything. doesn't feel like uh, it, it'll take time. It just doesn't feel super natural right now. Yeah, well, I want to get better at my bench, and, mm-hmm. I, and I'm I, I did some pretty good numbers today, but I was doing them wrong this whole time. Yeah. I was doing closed grip bench pressing this entire that's time. That's harder though. That's kind of a that's kind of a flex. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a flex? Aren't they because, harder? Yeah. Yeah, they're harder. Yeah. That's why I wasn't going up though. Oh, okay. I mean, I would go up like like incrementally, like very little. Right. But then like I'd be burned out. And I'm like, man. Yeah. And then he would always tell me, You feel in your chest? I'm like, well, not really. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, I feel my, my, my triceps are feel like they're jacked, but everything else is just like and then I would fail PRs. And then finally, because we're why doing... Did, why didn't he correct you? Why didn't because you just, Ulysses is just that kind of guy, you know what <laughs> I mean? He's just, he has so much respect for me, I, guess. <laughs> I, could, I can just walk off a cliff and he's not going to tell me anything. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. So we're doing the floor press. Floor presses are great, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you do floor presses? No. You should do floor presses. Okay. It'll help you a lot. Okay. But uh, we're doing floor presses, and I was struggling with those as well. Mm-hmm. And then he just you know decides to pipe up and say... Um, why don't you go wider? Like your grip. And my grip, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I am wide. And he's like, no, that's considered closed grip. Mind you, this is months after. <laughs> months. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty I'm pretty wide. Like, but he said wide is considered uh I'm what I was doing wasn't even considered like normal. Wide would be considered like outside of the ring. Yeah. Right? And I wasn't even, my entire fist was within the ring. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, because of my body composition, I thought that was why, but that's considered closed grip. Mm. So then I started putting my middle finger on the ring. Where do you put your, what um, finger do you put on the ring? I, so I put the ring actually like between these two right here. Oh, really? Yeah. Your middle finger and your. Whoa, whoa, ring whoa, finger. Hey, whoa, what the heck are you doing, bro? <laughs> He's like, 
<laughs> Some little messages. <laughs> um, yeah, put it on, and then all of a sudden it was just like this turns satanic quick. <laughs> yeah, and then I I could lift it really good, and I was like, oh man. So today, uh, my weight started going up again. Excuse me, and I put it on my index finger instead. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, was it my index? No, so no, no, my ring finger, my ring finger. I, wait, no, 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 index, right? Yeah, he's like, you put on. I put on my uh, index finger, and. I was able to engage more, and maybe it's a mental thing because when I was doing on my fourth one or third or fourth one, I was like struggling, and then he told me, "Engage your legs, use uh, um, leg drive, leg drive, left drive." And then I thought I was like, "Oh yeah, I got to use my legs." And then when I push with my legs, then the, the weight would go up. Yeah. yeah. But I have a hard time determining whether the bar is going diagonally. It's hard. It's just you have to do it over and over again. I yeah. Think. Mm-hmm. With like not not always at your max weight for reps, like yeah, yeah, yeah. do it at like yeah, I'm not seventy percent. I am not at my max weight right now. Yeah, and um, I'm sad about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that, I want to get to two twenty five. It's yeah. not about the weight; it's about the journey getting there. <laughs> Sounds gay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hit the PR. Dang it! <laughs> it's not about the, what'd you say? It's not about the weight; it's about the journey. The heck is this a Hallmark card <laughs> for, <laughs> for weightlifters for powerlifters? <laughs> Um, but anyways, yeah, so we, I've hacked that, but the, two weeks ago I failed a PR and then at that point I was just discouraged and I'm like, man, what's going on? But then I figured that out. So now I told Ulysses that we're just gonna, I'm going to work my way up to 225, like doing like higher reps mm-hmm. to get stronger so that I can do 225. But I will say this, like my lower back just feels like it's just like, it aches sometimes when I'm doing the bench press. Yeah. Is that normal? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I never get that. Like I like um. <laughs> I've never had that. Like last you guys week, need to see a doctor. <laughs> last week, I did. You um, have a herniated disc. Oh man. <laughs> I did um, four sets of two twenty five for seven. Whoa. Last, yeah. And seven it, reps. Yeah. Each. And my back after those sets were just like it was just done, dude. Speaking of because you're arching it, you're saying. Yeah, I was arching yeah. it so speaking bad. Of, speaking of back after like a workout or the day after, and you sneeze. Have you ever gotten like oh, <laughs> like just soreness in your back? And I looked it up, and I'm like, this could be a sign of a herniated disc. And I'm like, oh, oh no. What? Yeah. If you get like if you sneeze and you feel it in your back, I've never had in that. my. I felt it in my upper back. Is that mm. where you feel it? He's like, I just feel it's it normal, my, right, guys? And I feel it. You in guys my lats. all feel it too, right? <laughs> in my lats a lot. But when you I, sneeze, sometimes. Why yeah. are you guys sneezing for? <laughs> Allergies. Allergy season. I like never sneeze. I got eczema. <laughs> I got eczema. <laughs> uh, so you might have a herniated disc. No, I don't. No, I'm fine. Are you sure? Yes. So the what, the article is not. <clears throat> I don't trust doctors anyway. <laughs> was it Mayo? Why did you look it up? <laughs> was it Mayo? WebMD. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was WebMD. I don't trust. I don't trust any. If there's a PhD after your name, can't be trusted. I know this that every time I hit a PR, um, when I sleep at night, I wake up like a freaking Mac Ten truck hit me or something. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what in the world is happening to me? <laughs> so when I hit that 405, uh, I was like hungry. Like like crazy. I want food. Yeah. I just started stealing food from people <laughs> at the gym. <laughs> and then I was like just tired for like three days. Yeah. Yeah, when I hit uh when I went from three fifteen to three fifty on the deadlift, uh the the entire weekend I was exhausted. Yeah. And then I failed the PR on that Monday for the squat, but I was just weak and it, it just it took a toll on my body. PR sure. means personal record for 
Oh yeah, PR. Yeah, people know that. Y'all know that, right? Women, PR women, means women personal record. Women don't know that. That is a pastor record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, PR for me stands for. You're not, allow, you're not allowed to lift more than the pastor. <laughs> pastoral, <laughs> pastoral record. Pastoral record. If you get, if you lift more than pastor, you get ch- kicked out. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> there's a lot of guys. There's some guys in our gym are able to lift quite a bit. Yeah. I saw a dude doing 225 uh, overhead press, and I'm like, dang. Where in our, in our church? No, no, no. Oh, I thought you meant just in the gym. Oh yeah, yeah. Didn't we see someone like that at the gym? They were doing like 225 overhead press. I was like, dude. I think, no, I think he had 225 with 25s on the side, didn't he not? That's insane. I don't remember. He was extremely strong. It's inspirational. <laughs> yeah, you always feel like you're the strongest one in the gym to some random dude just walks in and just deadlifts 500 pounds like it's nothing. And then they don't even make it look hard. Yeah, and they're, then they, they're like jamming out to music. You remember that like, guy? The, the Asian guy? This is Asian dude. He, he just comes into the gym. It's always these Asian guys. Yeah, he's yeah, five yeah. plates. Yeah, have you he's, seen he's that? Like, he's like Mongolian warriors or yeah. something, bro. He has five plates, and he just lifts it like no, deadlifts it like nothing. And he just sits down on his phone, just like not even breaking a sweat. Yeah. You know? At Metroflex, when I used to go there, me is just like you look. I look like freaking drunk after I'm done doing <laughs> a set or something. Just <laughs> There's this Asian guy. He's like, I think I'm just gonna go for 500 today. Oh, like yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. And like, um, mm. I was like, I was like, have you hit that way before? He's like. Yeah, but I haven't hit it in months. And he's mm. like, I actually haven't deadlifted in months. And like, he just like, he doesn't even warm up. He just, uh, I think oh, man, that's bad. He, does, uh, he just does, does 225 and then he just slaps on like five plates and just. Yikes. And then, yeah. he, then he cleans it and jerks it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he pushes it through the ceiling. Well, yeah. you know, the cool thing is, is after the last podcast that we did, a lot of people started hitting the gym. Yeah. The last podcast? Lift- yeah. The oh, last with podcast. Pastor Anderson. Pastor yeah. Anderson. People started uh, hitting the gym. Uh, people who watch the podcast were inspired. Hopefully, not eating vegetables. Hopefully, not eating vegetables. <laughs> and you know, I didn't really run into anybody who's inspired to run. You know what I mean? It's just, they're just inspired run from to what? Wait, run to the gym. <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> only the only time I'm running is the hills. <laughs> I just run my mouth. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that meme that I sent? Uh, it was Ronnie Coleman. He's like me after skipping the 785th day of skipping cardio, and he's just like dancing. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> I'm not against people running. Running is good. I'm for just you. against me running. Yeah, I just don't like running. I should though. Well, if I get into running, which I won't, but if I were to, <laughs> if I get into running, I'd be the fastest man alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get into. I'll probably get into sprinting instead. Yeah, it's more explosive. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'd prefer that. I don't like long distance running. I don't have enough time to run for like forty minutes anyway. Well, I got a car. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's why they invented it. Yes. So you don't have to go places. I can go faster than someone running (laughs) long distance in a car. I can beat them to the destination. I would prefer to do uh, sprinting because I feel like that would actually help my explosiveness in my deadlifts. By the way, we're doing rack pulls on Monday. Yeah. Oh man, we're doing rack pulls, and um, I was doing like two twenty five. And just because it's for exploding, you know, you're exploding. Yeah. And then he put 275 on there and he's like, do the same exact thing. And then when I when I lifted it, it was just like I felt like it was gonna like throw me back or something. Oh, um without the bands. Without the bands, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He took the bands off and then I was like, Whoa. It was like, man, I like yeah. that. That's cool. So the 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 bands help a lot. Yeah. For sure. Today we did Larson presses. Yeah. Larson press. It's basically like a bench press, but you put your legs up. Oh, okay, okay. And it's to stabilize you. Mm-hmm. It's the weirdest feeling in the world. Because mm-hmm. you, you unrack it, and then you just put your legs out, and you're just like... 
just kind of shake. Have you, have you seen the? Have you seen the? What is it called? The bamboo. bamboo oh, the bamboo bars. Oh, yeah. I was looking at that. Like I was watching a video. I'm like, that's crazy. Oh you're yeah. Just, you're just going like. Remember oh, we've, man. we've done <laughs> it before. <laughs> there go to your headphones. <laughs> yeah, we've done it before at a uh, barbell brigade. Well, someone in the comment section put put in the comment section if you started lifting weights. And what are your numbers? What did you start doing? Did you start doing bench press? Have you started doing deadlifts? Have you started doing, um, I was going to say leg presses. <laughs> Have you started doing squats? You know, don't do the, the leg press. Um, and if you do, know. bend uh, bend your knees. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. If you do the leg press, make sure don't you lock never it, don't lock, lock your out knees. your knees. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let us know what, you, what you're doing. One thing I've, I haven't seen, though, is that people are not getting into the deadlifts. People are scared of the deadlift, though. I don't know why. Why are people It's because it's, it's a lot of weight. It is, but I, I think maybe also it could be that people think they're going to mess up their back if they do a deadlift. Well, they, if they don't do it right, they probably will. Or just don't ego lift, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, the deadlift for me has helped my back. Mm-hmm. It's made my back stronger. Makes your posture better. Makes your posture better. It's just a strength in my back for sure. I mean, it's sore like crazy the day after I like hit a PR on the deadlift. The, my lower back is very sore, but feels great. As long as I do those... Uh, <laughs> As long stretches? as I do those sciaticus and Vaticanus stretches that <laughs> 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 you told us about, what are they called again? Sciatic stretches. Sciatic stretches. It's for your sciatic and sciatic the, nerve or whatever, yeah. right? It's for the Vaticanus. It, yeah. It's a corrupt. It's yeah, corrupt. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's corrupt <laughs> stretches. <laughs> I do them all the time. Now, like anytime before we do um, squats or dead pr- or deadlifts, I do the I do those stretches. So it helps a lot. Oh yeah. Ulysses doesn't do them though. Ulysses doesn't like to warm up a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like to stretch very much, and he doesn't like to warm up. I never stretch. I just warm up with, like, the, like, w- just work up to the weight. Really? Yeah. You don't like to stretch? I, I, I think static stretching is bad for you. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, I, like, uh, when I will do those stretches, I will just do them, like, if I were doing, like, a dynamic stretch. Not that so it's just explain just to me why it's bad. So, sorry, not that it's bad, but it's bad for lifts. Um, you should do them after your lifts, but yeah, not before. Before, really? Yeah. Why hasn't everyone told me? Did you know this already? I heard it both sides. And you, you didn't want to say. <laughs> he does this all the time. So, um, so I don't know. I, I don't know exactly know the science behind it, but essentially what they say is it puts you at a greater risk for injury. Yeah. Um, really? If you static stretch, so static stretches is like hold stretches. Like, yeah, you like you grab something, you just hold it like that or oh something man, like that. I know? do that all the time. But what they say is better is uh, what is it? It's like like active stretches or dynamic stretches or something like that when you're like lifting up your leg or whatever yeah mm-hmm. like yeah. the, the yeah. swinging yeah. leg yeah. or you know just doing the movement you know like mm-hmm. warming up with the movement with lower weight on the movement which is technically an active stretch mm. you're warming up your body um i don't exactly know why uh i read that like a super long time ago but i th- i'm gonna have to look into that because yeah. um one thing that i do when i'm uh preparing for my squats is i do like a squat and then i just hold it there because my hips are super tight in the morning, right. extremely tight. So I just have to like sit for a while, you know what I mean. And then when I get up, I'm like, oh man, my hips are tight. But maybe it is true because so once I start warming up with the bar and with a little bit of weight, it helps more. So this is, I, I looked it up because I remember where I read it. It says, um, SAS stretching or any stretching done in place holding for X number of seconds should never be done before an exercise. It can cause muscles to tighten rather than relax, putting the body at a greater risk of injury and limiting the muscles' capacity to perform. Instead, perform active movements simulating the exercise you're about to perform, oh. et cetera, et cetera. Perform the lifts you're about to do with limit, uh, with little or no weight. So does that mean we shouldn't do the sinaiticus stretch or what? Well, I do. I do them as like a. They're good for after workouts. We do. I, I don't. I don't. I don't do them as holds though. I okay. do them as like like just 
I'll constantly just like work that that muscle. Like I'll just like stretch it like like this. Just keep moving it. Oh yeah. yeah. Hmm. I think it makes more sense to do like the the warm up, the stretch as like the actual movement you're about yeah. to do. I will say that like when I'm warming up, <clears throat> like obviously when I when I do the static stretch, I try to go as low as possible, but it it, it hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I actually start doing the movement. I'm able to go lower, and it feels a lot better. Mm-hmm. The more weight that goes on there, because mm-hmm. it pushes me down, and right. it, that actually feels better. Yeah. But I just thought it was just because I already stretch, and then I'm doing that. Yeah, I mean, doing doing a squat with like no weight is completely different mechanically, like on oh, your yeah. body, than then doing with it weight. with then with weight on it. Yeah, yeah, with just the bars like hard. Well, now yeah. it feels really good when I when I um, when I go below parallel. Mm. Like before, it didn't mm. feel as good, but now when I put a lot of weight on it and it pushes me down, it actually feels great. Mm-hmm. I think I think like at the end of the day, like I don't know if the risk of injury is that big if you're not if you're not doing like, like crazy amount of weight, crazy amount of weight, yeah. um, but probably just warm up with the lifts. It just makes more sense. I yeah, think. for sure. Yeah, yeah, that left a weird taste in my mouth. Actually, mm-hmm. weird, good, weird, bad. I don't know. I don't know if I like it. <laughs> I acqui- have mixed feelings about it's it. It's an acquired taste. It's all like it uses actual spices and stuff, so it's like oh. different. Very interesting. Well, do we have anything to talk about? Else to talk about? Is that it? Did you even do a lightning and uh, even? He didn't like that idea though. <laughs> <laughs> I told him he, he just didn't really react very well to it. <laughs> well, on Sunday, where I was preaching about, Dang, don't put that in. <laughs> <laughs> on Sunday, I was preaching about Sunday, I was preaching about the dichotomies in the Bible, and uh, I kind of chased the rabbit regarding Enoch and Elijah. And, you know, because there's a certain dichotomy where it's like, well, if flesh and blood shall not inherit the kingdom of God, how is it that Elijah and Enoch are in heaven if they have not yet uh, received the resurrected bodies? And people have said, well, they have resurre- they have the resurrected bodies, but they haven't because Jesus Christ is the first fruits of the resurrection. Then we which are his at his coming. So it's basically saying that he is the firstborn of the resurrection. In other words, he's the first one to receive his glorified body. And then the very next ones to receive their glorified body thereafter are those at the rapture. Uh, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain. At that point, in the twinkling of an eye, you know, incorrupt or corruption shall put on incorruption, referring to the mm-hmm. resurrected body. So we chased a bunch of rabbits on Sunday, but rabbits are sometimes good to chase in a sermon. Keeps things interesting. Yep. Skill, <clears throat> skin it and eat it. Yep. Skin it, kill it, make some rabbits do out of it, and then eat it. But um, the <laughs> what was the reason I gave behind that? I don't remember anymore. What did I say about Elijah? <laughs> what, oh, I think what I basically said was, um, I think when people have a misconception that when the Bible says flesh and blood shall not inherit the kingdom of God, first and foremost, in the most in in its most literal sense, the kingdom of God is not necessarily referring to heaven, although it, it could be talking about heaven, mm-hmm. but more specifically, is just referring to like for example. God's earthly kingdom that he's going to set up one day, right? And so, and it's really used like in conjunction with just eternal life in general. Like if you have the kingdom of God, then it's referring to the fact that you, you're you going to see the kingdom of God because you, you're going to live forever. Mm-hmm. And I think what the Bible's saying that flesh and blood shall not inherit the kingdom of God, it's saying that um, a body cannot physically live forever because... That which powers the body is the blood, mm-hmm. and therefore it's it's corruptible. It's gonna die one day, 
And therefore, we need a resurrected body in order to live forever, which only comes by believing on Jesus Christ. And that resurrected body is powered by the Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing, right? And so the reason why Elijah and Enoch can be in heaven and still have, quote-unquote, their corruptible bodies is because of the fact that, you know, just because they're not, they haven't received a resurrected body doesn't mean they can't be in heaven because people have to stop. Well, I think nothing unclean can go into heaven. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that one was the biggest, like, yeah. I had that misconception of, like, well, yeah. no sin can enter heaven. Yeah. Right. But, but does, the, does the Bible say that, though? It no, doesn't. It's, it doesn't really say that. It's only Satan the new go, heaven and new earth Satan that, goes that to happens. Heaven. Satan yeah. goes to heaven, and so do the demons. You have the unclean spirits and that come a, before a, the presence of God. He's a lying spirit, too. Yeah, he's an yeah. unclean spirit. Yeah. You know, um, he uh, iniquity is found in him. Yeah. And so, really, what the Bible says is that no man shall see my face and live, and referring to God the Father. Mm-hmm. And so, the fact that Satan is able to go to heaven doesn't mean that he's even looking at the face of God. Mm-hmm. He's just in heaven, and we don't know the dynamics of heaven or the dimensions of heaven or how it works. Um, but obviously, believers can be up there and not be not be able to see the, the face of God. And the proof of that is the fact that Moses was probably, humanly speaking, the closest physically to God on the mount without seeing his face. Yeah. He saw the backside of God. Yeah. And, of course, he, he you know, he he was, um, he had the glory on his face and everything like that. But, you know, he didn't see God's face, and he was literally physically in the presence of God. So it shows you that you can literally be in the presence of God and not see his face yeah. and still live and be a corruptible body. So we don't know exactly where like Enoch and Elijah are necessarily in heaven. We know they're in heaven because they're saved and they were raptured, but they haven't re- received their resurrected body as of yet. They were translated, but they have not seen their resurrected body. And so um, the point that I was driving was the fact that uh, flesh and blood should not inherit the kingdom of God, but neither can incorruption inherit, or neither can corruption inherit incorruption. In other words, this corruptible body cannot just become an everlasting terrestrial body or celestial mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. It requires the intervention of God <clears throat> through Jesus Christ and our belief on Him to transfigure our bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it has well, to die. Well, it's like the people that are going to be like um, still in their like their corruptible body during the millennial reign. They're not going to inherit the kingdom of God at that time. Yeah. Because when they die, they're not going to live again until the second resurrection. Right. So, yeah, exactly. They didn't not live again until the second resurrection. And then another, another point was the fact that, um, the 144,000 who come back to the earth, uh, when we are raptured up, they still have their corruptible bodies. Mm -hmm. And we don't know exactly how that works because we don't know, like, were they raptured? Were they taken? But we can speculate biblically and, and, and come to the safe conclusion that they do still have their corruptible bodies because of the fact that they are capable of being hurt or they're capable of mm-hmm. dying when they're here on this earth. That's why the mark has to be set on their foreheads in order for them to be protected by the locusts, the army of locusts that was sent out by Apollyon. Mm-hmm. And so if they still have their corruptible bodies, that means they're currently in heaven with their corruptible flesh. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's proof that they can still be up there even with the corruptible bodies. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't mean that they're they're seeing the face of God. Mm-hmm. And people, you know, we say it sometimes, and it's it's accurate to a certain extent. Like we tell people out when we're soul winning, we say, are you 100% sure that if you were to die today, you'd go to heaven? Mm-hmm. But the reason we say that is because people correlate heaven with eternal life. Yeah. Right? 
but really eternal life is in heaven. You can have it, you know, in heaven or here on this earth in the new heaven and the new earth. That's why Jehovah's Witnesses are like, well, I don't even want to go to heaven or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm going to still say that because people have that connection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, eternal life is just eternal life. Yeah. It's just to be able to live forever with God. And another thing that people have a misconception about is the fact that heaven has always existed and it hasn't always mm -hmm. existed. You know, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. You know, God has always been, He's always existed, He's been, He's eternal, but He created heaven. Yeah. And obviously, the reason He created heaven is, to, is so it can be inhabited by believers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's obviously one day going to be inhabited by millions and millions of believers from the time of Adam up until the end of time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or the, the, should I say, the, you know, the, the rapture takes place. Yeah. So you have thousands and millions and millions and millions of believers up there. You know, I go to prepare a place for you. There has to be a place for believers to inhabit at that time. I think I preached a sermon on that, but I don't remember everything I said about it. It was like misconceptions about heaven. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. Do you think that, um, and I just thought about this right now, um, so when, basically, when Adam and Eve ate the, the fruit of the uh, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you know, do you think that because heaven was a, a created place as well, do you think that place got corrupted? That's why God has to make a new heaven and a new earth. No, I not, don't think not like corrupted, like you know, like no, it's like a sinful place, like earth is. But it's just. I like, think God created heaven with the foreknowledge that it was going to be inhabited one day. That's why the Bible says that Jesus Christ was slain before the foundation mm -hmm. of the world. Yeah. So before even Adam and Eve fell in the realm of eternity, Jesus Christ was already crucified because eternity is without time. Mm -hmm. Heaven is in the is is in this dimension of eternity, and therefore he sees everything from a panoramic view. He already know he sees the beginning from the end, which, by the way, is another reason why people can have corruptible bodies. And up there, and still basically not age or anything like that because they're outside of space time, or outside of time. Time corrupts. You know, people age, they become corrupt, they die. Whereas in heaven, there's no time there. And so, you know, people just basically just continue to live forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but as far as why he made the, why he made heaven new. Well, there's different rules for the new heaven, as in like what we just talked about, like. In New Heaven, no sin can be there. Like no, nothing that maketh a lie. Right? Yes. Well, that's actually referring to the city, the yeah. New Earth, the, uh, the city. I think. Yes, but which is in the yeah, New yeah, Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I can't remember what I preached about that because I preached about that. Mm -hmm. I, I gave a reason why God had to recreate Earth again, but I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I preach a lot of sermons, so I forget sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I. I don't remember teaching you that thing about Daniel, but apparently I taught you that. <laughs> Folks, forgive me, okay? Because when you preach as much as I do, you just kind of forget some He's things. He's not on keto. Yeah, thank you. I'm not. But well, even when I am, I, I don't think I'll remember that. What was it because it's like, um, basically he has to terraform? Well, he has to, yeah, he has to terraform the earth. Mm -hmm. uh, how much the earth cost? No, <laughs> yeah, that's what I exactly said. <laughs> <laughs> But of mechanical beast. Obviously, <laughs> the reason uh, why he has to terraform the earth is because of the fact that it has to go through a process of glorification, mm -hmm. and the earth is is a picture of the believer who mm -hmm. is being transformed or being redeemed. So mm -hmm. the earth being transformed or glorified is like a believer being transfigured as well on a bigger scale, right? And uh, But as far as the heaven 
uh, heaven is concerned, I'm not. I can't remember exactly what I, how I explained that. Why I was being transformed? You know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I can't remember right now. I would have to re-listen to my sermon. <laughs> but I preached that a, a couple months ago. I preached about misconceptions about heaven, where I speak, where I talk about that. Um, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> He's pretty good. No, I'm saying. What do oh. you think? What's the reason? Why? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Seems pretty good. No. <laughs> Yeah, because it's not changed until... Why he, he creates a new heaven and new earth? Why he creates a new heaven. We know why he creates right. a new earth. Right, yeah. But the Bible says that he sees a new heaven and a new earth. And so we'd obviously see why there's a well, new earth. It, <clears throat> uh, I was going to say maybe that like since you know heaven and earth are like one, this one eternal dimension, then maybe since he creates a new earth, he has to create a new heaven. So it's like one new eternal dimension, you know, because they're joined back together like in the Garden of Eden. Hmm. Maybe that's why. That could be it. Yeah. I do know that everything basically continues Yeah. as far as the stars and the planets con- are considered because of the fact that, uh, you know, summer and winter, according to the Bible, will never cease. So that would, that would, that's going to stay forever. And so, you know, the sun's going to burn forever and... Everything's going to continue as it was, you know. Uh, there should be no reason why. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the universe is going to continue to expand. I mean, I guess a safe speculation would be that it would be, but I don't think it really matters, though. If the commenters have any, 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 any ideas, put ideas, it in the comment below. Put in the comment section. Hit the hit that. It's really bell. bothering me that I can't remember what I taught about the new <laughs> heaven, though. I had a really good explanation for that. I can't just, remember just, what it just was. Just splice in your sermon clip. With yeah, I should. <laughs> yeah, this is the reason why. And I'll splice in my sermon clip as to why. But anyways, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. And then you brought to my attention the fact that I taught you something about Daniel being one of the 144,000. Yeah. Which would make a lot of sense because of the fact that uh, these were a particular special kind of young men who were who didn't know women. They were virgins. They mm-hmm. followed the Lord. And that would fit uh, Daniel's description as being one of the 144,000. And... It could possibly be that when God tells him in Daniel chapter 12 that at the end of days he shall stand in his lot, he's referring to the fact that he's going to be standing with his tribe, which is the tribe of Judah, during the, the end. Yeah, and it's funny because like God tells him, you know, blessed is he that make it, makes it unto the 1,335 days. Yeah. And that's at the end of that is when the rapture happens. Yes. But he comes back as no, we're he, going up. Yeah, he comes back as we're going up. Yeah. And you made that joke where it's just like, you know, he co- he comes down and he sees the abomination of desolation. Oh, He's yeah. like, I've seen this before, you know. Yeah. There's a guy back in my day named Nebuchadnezzar. He made an image of gold and or an image of himself. Yeah. And, you know, people were thrown into the fiery furnace and all this. <laughs> I've been to this The before. reruns, am I right? <laughs> yeah. This is obviously a bigger <laughs> version of it. But anyways, folks, well, I think that's going to conclude the podcast for tonight. I hope you enjoyed the episode and uh, just going through some, just talking about different uh, current events and some doctrine here. And uh, make sure you listen to the episodes on Spotify and also on the YouTube channel. It's also on fwbcla.org. Stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you so much for watching.